25 this morning, Psalm chapter 25, just a simple thought that I want to give you today, and uh, I do appreciate being back. We did have such a good time, and the Lord met with us, the Lord helped us, the Lord intervened on, on so many ways, and in so many ways, and met every need, and provided all that we needed, and I, I bless his name for it, all the things that I was worried about, I shouldn't have been. God, God took care of it, as he always does, because he's always been faithful. And uh, thank the Lord for that. I appreciate the good singing from the uh, Godly family this morning, and good to hear my family. I, we hadn't heard them sing together, or what, I guess I hadn't, because we'd been gone, and uh, always blesses my heart. Um, and uh, I bless the Lord. I I was uh, I, I was thinking of uh, a million and one stories to tell you of what the Lord did, and uh, all I can say is He was just faithful this this trip, and uh, the fellowship was tremendous. Brother Dane and Miss Esther, we we had a blast with them. Feel like family. I, uh, we got the same last name, and me and Brother Dane is close to the same height, and I just claimed them as family the whole time, and. And Brother Kerry Nelson and his wife, Michelle, went with us, and, and, and what a blessing they were. And uh, I, I appreciate the goodness of the Lord. Uh, Psalm chapter 25 this morning. Let's stand. There's 22 verses in this chapter. I want to read all 22 of them to you. This is a prayer of David. And uh, I, I, I want to read these 22 verses. Uh, we'll read them together. I would ask you to be praying for the Tucker family. I found out while I was gone, and I know Brother Seth announced, and made, he made contact with the family, and we got back uh, yesterday evening late, and I'll make contact with the family this week. But I do want you to pray for that family in the, in the passing of Miss Tucker, and I know that they would appreciate that. Uh, Psalm 25, this morning, verse 1, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. This is David. He's praying. O God, or O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity. Notice how it was not for my sake. You don't owe me anything. We'll run that one by you again. The Lord don't owe you anything. Lord, for my sake is not what he said, but Lord, for thy name's sake. Lord, to make thy name good. And it is good. To honor thy name. I'll tell you something this morning. Anything the Lord does, it ain't because me and you earned it or deserved it. It's because that's who he is by nature. Amen. If you're pardoned, he did it on his own name's sake. 
If you're saved this morning, he didn't save it for your name's sake. He saved you for his name's sake. And he's faithful for his name's sake. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his soul shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies, for they are many They that hate me with cruel hatred, oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. We'll stop there. There's 22 verses, the entire chapter. Let's pray, and then you can be seated. Lord, we come before you this morning, and... We thank you for all that you've done. You've been good to us, kind to us, gracious to us. Now, Lord, as we take the the word of God, the bread of life, I pray, God, that you'd give us that that we need. Lord, may the preaching be exactly what you want it to be. May May it bring forth life and bring forth truth, Lord, that will resonate in our hearts this morning. And may you give us that special unction, that special power, to preach it, Lord, I pray. God, we thank you and we bless you in Christ's name. Amen. You can be seated. I don't have a, 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 a title this morning. Uh, all of my, my notebook, my Bible, all of that somewhere between here and Serbia. Uh, they lost our luggage. We had a delay in Albania. We flew to Serbia. We had an hour and 15 minute layover. And uh, I, I got on the plane, we got on the plane barely, and we all knew that, that our luggage didn't make it. So it's somewhere overseas on its way on a boat or something, I don't know where it is. Uh, but uh, all my notebooks, all my Bibles, or the Bibles I've been preaching out of are in that. And uh, this morning I, uh, I uh, uh, was reading this 25th Psalm, the Lord, uh, the Lord spoke to me. I'm going to give you a simple thought this morning. Uh, and and we'll we'll go eat Mexican. Uh, I've, I've been craving it for two weeks. Some chips and salsa sounds of the Lord. And uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, uh, I may dial my own preaching back this morning just to get in on that. Somebody holler, Amen. Um, but I want to I want to share a thought with you this morning out of this text. Um, Three things that stuck out to me as I read this prayer of David. I did a little study and research on the uh, text, and many believe that this was written, this psalm was written during a time uh, of Absalom's rebellion. When David is uh, dethroned, he's ran out of Jerusalem, he's on the run, and it is his son, Absalom, that has taken over the throne 
and turn many of the people's hearts against David and David is in fear of his life and fear of his kingdom and fear. I say fear really, uh, he's come to the point that he understands that it is in the Lord's hands and whatever God's going to do, he's going to do and it is completely out of David's hands. And there'll be some times in your life when the things of life are completely out of your hands, out of your control and Aren't you glad this morning that we have confidence and we have trust in the Lord that if I make it, it will be the Lord. If, if, if this happens, it won't be me that did it. It'll be of the Lord. And I'm glad this morning as they sang about it, he's always been faithful. Aren't you glad this morning you can look back time and time and time again and say, I didn't know how, I didn't see it, I didn't foresee it, but God is Faithful, faithful is he that promised. He'll do it, amen. Uh, David begins to pray. He's calling on the Lord. And I, I, I noticed three things about this prayer. And really the, the main thought will be towards the end, but uh, just, I guess, to work our way through the text, I want to give you three things about David's prayer in this time of his life. Number one, I, I, I thought about the content of David's prayer. What, what it is that he is talking to God about. What it is that he is in need of. The content of David's prayer. Uh, we read it. Uh, one man I read behind John Phillips said that, that this uh, 25th Psalm really is in uh, three parts is the prayer, verses 1 through 7. He said verse 11 and then verse 15 uh, uh, through 19, uh, or through the end of the, uh, of the chapter, rather, 15 through 22. And he said that is the, uh, the, the makeup of David's prayer. Uh, here it is this morning, as I, as I read this text, I see David praying in this great distressful moment of his life and recognizing the content of David's prayer. He's coming to God because he has a need. He's coming to God because he is, I guess, in essence, driven there. Uh, I think it was Abraham Lincoln who made the statement about prayer and about coming to God. and said that often I find that I'm driven to God. I'm not quoting him verbatim, word for word, but often I find I'm driven to God in prayer because I have nowhere else to go. And uh, isn't that the truth this morning? You, you can go to a friend, you can go to a neighbor, you can go to a parent, you can go to a preacher, uh, you can go anywhere, uh, and, 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 and sometimes you find what you need. Sometimes you find what you're looking for, but sometimes you don't find in them what it is that you need. I, I am not the answer to all your problems. I'm not the answer to all my wife's problems. I'm not the answer to all my boy's problems. And though I can help many of them, I... Uh, I can't help all of them. And uh, David is facing some things where there's really nowhere else for David to go. It is almost as if God has allowed these things in David's life that once again God could remind David that there's nowhere else for you to go. David's been the king, now he's dethroned. There's a man that is sitting on the throne of the king and I don't believe that David is going to be able to march into Absalom's kingdom, march into Absalom's throne and beg for any kind of mercy. The highest man in the land is his enemy. There's nowhere for David to go and it is as if God 
allowed this event, the circumstances to drive David to this place of prayer. Oftentimes we say things and, 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 and don't really know what we're saying. We'll say stuff to God and don't really know what we're saying. And we'll say stuff like, Lord, I want you to teach me to pray. <laughs> Lord, I want you to teach me to pray and expect that one day you're going to wake up and God's going to say, all right, class time, let's go in here, say this, this, and that's what we mean by that. What we really mean is, Lord, I, I don't do a whole lot of praying and I, I want to be a good prayer warrior. I want, to, I want to really do good in prayer. And then God answers that prayer and he put circumstances in our life and we said, boy, I think the Lord's mad at me. Uh, I mean, everything, I asked God to teach me to pray and my whole world fell apart. Uh, what do you think this morning it is that's going to drive you to prayer any more than the realization that I have things in my life that I can't control? I have things in my life that I cannot get through without the hand of God. God is driving David. God is moving David. God is pushing David into this place in his life of absolute dependence on the Lord. We see the content of David's prayer. I tell you, and we see it, you can read it in verse 4, verse 5, David needs guidance. You ever been somewhere in life where, and he says it, verse 4, verse 5, show me thy ways, teach me, show me. You ever, you, ever, you ever been at the point, you just would, if you'd be honest, you'd say, I, I just don't know what to do. Anybody want to talk back to me there? You, you, ever, you, ever, you ever been to the point in life where you say, I, I don't know what to do. And you, you could ask uh, uh, 20 people, and 20 people will give you a, a different answer. Uh, what do you think I ought to do? That's what I tell you what I'd do. And, and you think, well, that might work, might not. And you ask somebody else, and they say, well, I wouldn't do that at all. What would you do then? Well, I'll tell you what I'd do. <laughs> and you go down the list, and you get 20 opinions, and you get 20 different directions, and your guidance is now, now you're more, I'll tell you, people will confuse you about as bad as anything. And, and, and I really enjoy the folks that you didn't even ask their advice. And they say, well, I'll tell you, I know you didn't ask me. <laughs> But I'll tell you what I'd do. And, and, and I'm not saying we ought to discredit all of that, but sometimes people just don't know how to guide you. What do I do? Where, where do I? And David is in one of those kinds of conditions that uh, really there's no help, there's no hope, there's no, there's no uh, 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 wisdom that he possesses in his own self to know because these are not the things in life that you plan for. These are not the things in life that you prepare for. These are not the things in life that you wish for. This is not the things of life that you are taught how to deal with. I mean, there's some things that good old common sense will help you out with. There's some things that good old ingenuity you can work your way through, but there's nobody that teaches on how uh, to live when your son has uh, run your name down and dethroned you and taken your kingdom. There's not a lesson on that. There's not a, there's not a workshop uh, on how to live when your enemies are trying to kill you. What do you do? 
I'm going to tell you something this morning. There's going to be times in your life that you know what to do. There'll be times in your life that you know the next move. There'll be times in your life that you know this with confidence. I'm going to do this. But there'll be times that you don't know what to do is what I'm trying to tell you. You don't know what to do when your phone rings and it's the doctor. You don't know. And there's nothing in life that can prepare you for that. We're so judgmental and critical. We'll say, well, I tell you, I, 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 don't, I, I lost confidence in them and how they responded to that. You have no idea how you'd respond to that till it was you. You don't know what you would do and you don't know what to do when it's your parent or your loved one that is diagnosed. I had a phone call this week. A lady, she don't go to our church but she lives in our town and she knows me and she called me and she said, I want you to know that my husband has been diagnosed with Parkinson's and, and she said, I know your friends and, 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 and I want you to know that this is what's happened and it's just to be on the lookout for him and to help him any way you can. And I said, I'm so sorry to hear. I don't know what to tell I don't know how to well this is what you need to do there are some things in life that you don't know what to do but I tell you thank God this morning that there is one and he knows what you need and he knows how to help you in your need the content of David's prayers he's being driven to prayer because he needs guidance we sat in the living room with brother Aaron and he said our daughters are growing up he said one of them's getting ready to, uh, to graduate and we don't know if she needs to go to Bible college or stay here. And if she does stay here, we don't know what's supposed to happen. If she does move and leave Albania and go to Bible college, we don't know which one. And so I said, well, staying here would be a good thing. Going to Bible college would be a good thing. Staying here could be a bad thing. Going to Bible college could be a bad thing. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll help you pray that God will tell you what to do. And uh, we prayed. And I said, God, it could be good or bad. She could stay and it could be real good. She could go and it could be real good. She could stay and it could be real bad. She could go and it could be real bad. You don't know. I don't know. God, we need guidance. It's David's prayer. I need show me thy ways. You ever get to the point where you don't know? You say, well, I just, God ain't, I don't know what to do. Recognize it might be God driving you to the place of dependence in Him and on Him in prayer. He needed guidance. Not only that, but He needed guarding. The content of His prayer, and you can read it all. I'll not point it all out to you this morning because I do want to move to the next thought shortly. But I, but I, I want you to understand this morning. I want you to know that David needed not only guidance, but he needed guarding. This was life and death stuff. This was enemies that were not just wanting to mock him or make fun of him. These were folks that was trying to kill him. These, and it was in his, in his own family trying to kill him. You'd be surprised this morning the things that uh, people you never think would do or could do 
I don't think that David ever would have dreamed that. In his own home, in his own family. And, and yet, and yet, and yet here it is. And, 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 and how do you protect what others say about you? How do you protect what others think about you? How do you prevent what others do to you? I, I, I can't, one thing in, in 16 years of pastoring is that I have understood that everybody at Crossroads Baptist Church has an opinion of me. Everybody here, all of you have an opinion of me. And some of you, your opinion is great. And some of you, your opinion is less. And some of you, your opinion is in the middle. And then there's people that don't go here and they have an opinion. There's people that used to go here and don't they have an opinion. And there's, and there's people that really love me and people that really hate me. And there's people that really did love me and now they really hate me. And there's people that really hated me and now they really love me. And I can't guard all of that. You can't fight all your battles. You can't put out all the fires. You can't run around and fix all of the problems. David said, God, they're going to kill me if you don't guard me. And I'm here because I need guarding. Life is in your hands. There'll be times in your life God, teach me to pray. Lord, I want to live close to you. And then here will come enemies. And you say, God, I thought you loved me. I think we think that if we're right with God, that life is roses and beds of roses and, and prosperity and blessings on every hand. And you're looking at one boy who ain't got a sad story to tell you, God has blessed the fire out of me and I'm so grateful for it. And he has for you as well. But the Christian life is not wrapped up in how good you got it and the money in your bank. It is a whole lot bigger than that. God, I need you to guard me. He's praying this. He needs guiding. He needs guarding. I'll tell you something else I see. We'll get to it more in a minute. David needs grace. And all of this circumstances of life is pushing David. It is moving David in that direction. I thought about Ruth. And we talked about it this week in, in Albania, and I shared with Brother Dana some of the thoughts I'd preached out of it, and he shared with us some of the thoughts that he'd preached out of it. And I thought about all of that that took place in Ruth's life it was bringing her to Boaz. That that was out of her control, the, 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 the famine that took place, the, 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 the family that came into her world one day. And all of those things, that was God working, God moving, God breathing, God bringing. And all of that is working in your life as well. And it is bringing you to a dependence on God. And sitting in here this morning, you may have had a bad road. Sitting in here this morning, you may, have, you may be in the middle of things. And you say, I don't know where God's at. I'll tell you where he's probably at. He's probably pushing you towards him. Because you need him. I need him, and your family needs him, and your children need him. I'm guilty of this. I want to fix all of their problems. How about you? Anybody in company? I mean, they're my child, my children. I want to fix all of their problems, and I want to keep them from all their problems. 
And I want to make sure no problems ever arise in their life. And if it does, I want to, I want to be there to rescue. I want to be there to get them out. I want to, but I'll tell you, if God's going to work in their life, like God's had to work in my life, they'll have to come to some areas where I can't do it for them and she can't do it for them. Help me right there. And they'll have to, they'll have to walk down some roads where they need mercy. They'll have to walk down some roads where they need grace. They'll have to walk down the roads where daddy can't pay the bill, mama can't finance the bill and they'll have to find out God's the only one who can. And thank God this morning that it is God working in your life bringing you to him. I just want to fix it. Understand. You might not be able to, but there's one who can. The content of David's prayer is that there is a need. He's expressing it. I need guidance. I need guarding. I need grace. I tell you, simply put, David's praying, I need God. Anybody this morning ever been to a place where you say, I need God? And we'd all say it. I need God. If I were to go down the list this morning, I want you to hear me. Every one of you in here would say, yeah, I need God, yeah, I need God. But you don't have me, and I don't have me half the time. But you ever get your back against the wall? You ever get down in a hole you can't dig your way out of? You, you ever get backed into a corner? You ever get on the run? You ever get in a mess? And I'll ask, you need God? And that's a whole different ballgame, ain't it? Well, I need God. I mean, when your bills are paid and your family's good and your health is good and your job is good and your church is good, hey, do you need God? Yeah, I need Him every day, yeah. And you mean it. But David's in one of them places where he, he really needs God. And that's not a bad place to be. Lord, I really do need you. I know I've been saying it. And now you're making me live it. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. I know I've been saying it. Now you're making me live it. Lord, I really actually do need you. If, if, if you don't intervene before the sun comes up in the morning, I'm gone. If you don't intervene, it's all over. I need God is where David is. And it's God that allowed David to get there. You might want to look around this morning. It's probably God. I, I didn't say God made all of David's decisions that turned Absalom against him. I didn't say that God did all this in Absalom's heart. This is human being at its best. This is human working at its prime. David's mess up and Absalom's mess up and all of it working together. But somehow in the middle, God is so good that he can take the wrong in David's life and he can take the wrong in Absalom's heart and he can work it out for good to them that love the Lord and David. David's one of them. Many of you sitting in here this morning, you would never be here had it not been for all them terrible circumstances that you made. God didn't do that. You did it. And you know it. And yet God's faithful. He said, well, it's a big old mess, but I can take that. And I can move you in this direction to get you where I am so you can find out when you get there that you don't know what in the world to do and you don't know how you'd do it if you didn't know what to do and you don't know where to turn and when you cry out God I need you 
you'll find out that I was waiting on you to be there so I could help you out. Amen. The content of David's prayer. But here's what I really wanted to hone in on this morning. The concern of David's prayer. He, he prays verses 1, Lord, I lift my soul up unto thee. Verse 2, oh my God, I trust in thee. Don't let me be ashamed. Let, let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. I'm coming to you, Lord, I need you. Verse 3, Lord, don't let me be ashamed. He says it again. Verse 4, show me thy ways. Teach me thy paths. Verse 5, lead me in thy truth and teach me. But verse 6, I, I would say if... The, the content of David's prayer is, Lord, I need your guidance. I need you to guard me. I need grace. I need God. The, the, the concern of David's prayer. This is where it really hit me. David starts talking about his sin. Now, I do want to remind you this morning that the whole problem with Absalom is you go back to David's sin with Bathsheba. And David's sin with Bathsheba led to David's cover-up that led to David's murder of Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, that led to David's quietness and running from God that led to David's confession and that led to the, the death of the baby that was born in that sin, that led to saying to David, when David said, God, forgive me, and God said, David, I forgive you, but I'm going to tell you what came out of all this. The sword shall never depart from thy house. And David, just like you, and just like me, recognizes when all of this is stirring up with Absalom that a lot of it he had a hand in. Now isn't that the problem we have? That it don't take you long to recognize, oh... I see my fingerprints all over this. <laughs> I think I'm talking to some folks that are listening to me. It's bad enough when you can't see your fingerprints on it. You say, what in the world's happening? But when you look around just a little bit and you see your fingerprints all over the crime scene. I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this. And David's praying, God, I need you to guide me. God, I need you to guard me. God, I need grace. God, I need you. It's the content of his prayer. I'm in a mess. But then it don't take long as he's praying that he realizes that I put me here. Then he gets concerned. Now he's going to have to look into his own contribution to the issue. Very seldom will you ever find yourself in a situation in life that you were not at least partially a contributor to. Lord, I didn't do all of that. But I had a part in the root. The, the initial. Lord, I didn't. And so then he says... God, I need to talk to you about some sin. And it is two kinds of sin that he wants to talk to him about. Let, let, me, see, let me see your Bible. Uh, Psalm, Psalm 25, verse 6. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have ever been of old. Verse 7, rather. Remember not the sins of my youth. Mm. 
The concern of David's prayer is that God, as he's praying, just might remember what he did a long time ago, his old sins. Anybody ever begin to pray and you were reminded of old sins? And they hinder. Lord, I don't need to be here. You know what I did. Lord, I don't belong here. You know my old sins. If that's not a concern, then you had not ever come to God with a need. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you more than I've ever needed you. And while you're praying, you're reminded of something you did a long time ago that had something to do with what's going on right now or maybe it has nothing to do with what's going on right now. But you know that there's no reason in the world because of all that old stuff that God ought to listen to you right now. I just don't know if God would hear me or help me on my old sins. Remember, O Lord, or verse, let's see, verse 7. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions, nor my stuff I did way back there. Look down to verse 11. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. That, that, that's, that's not old sin. Brother Chris, he said, remember, verse 11, Remember, or for, for thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity. That's right now stuff. For it is great. David's, the content of his prayer is, Lord, I got all these needs. But then the concern of his prayer, but Lord, I don't know if you're going to hear me. Lord, I, I know you can. My problem is not with you. My problem is not believing in you. My problem is with me. Lord, I've got old stuff back there, and you know about it. But it ain't just old stuff. Lord, I got current stuff. And you know about it. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about this morning that God's saving you and that you're still living secretly the old life you used to live, but you can get out of that and it's still being you. And prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. The old songwriter said, and there ain't hardly ever been truer words spoken of most people. It is within your nature. And David said, God, I got it back there. And I got it right here. It is there and it is here. And that concerned him. I would like to tell you this based on the authority of the word of God. God never has done anything based on who you are or what you've done earn it if God ever showed you favor and mercy and grace it wasn't because of you it was because of him I understand reaping and sowing and if God said do this and here's the product and you do it well you can be assured of the product and you say well I had a part in that and even in that just you receiving the promises because of who he is and just him being good to you is because he's faithful to what he said he would do Concern of David's prayer, right in the middle of it. Isn't that about how the middle of most of our prayers go? We come to God with this need. Oh, God, you know where I am. Lord, you know what I need. God, I And I don't know if it's what it is. 
But in the middle of it, we're always somehow reminded of why we shouldn't be there. And why we don't deserve it. And why we ought to just close up our little prayer time and go on and say, Well, God, you don't owe me nothing. Because you know my old sin. And you know my new sin. The concern of his prayer. But I want to leave you with this this morning. I'm going to go eat so much Mexican. I want to leave you with this. Well, verse 18, we'll just read it and then I'll leave you with it. Look upon my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins, old and new. Here's what I want to leave you with this morning. Not only the content of David's prayer, not only the concern of David's prayer. I want to leave you with this this morning, the confidence of David's prayer. Verse 7, he talks about his old sin. Remember not the sins of my youth. Oh, don't we all have those? Don't you wish you knew now, or you knew then, what you know now? If only I knew and believed. Maybe you didn't know it, you just didn't believe it. You really do reap what you sow. Sin really is costly, it don't pay. If only you believed and knew then what you know now, what would it be like? That first time you did whatever it was that nearly killed you all them years. If only you could go back. Old stuff. New stuff. David says, Lord, I keep thinking about that I have a hand in this. Lord, I, I keep being reminded that in part, and I know I can't control Absalom, he's his own man, but I had something to do with who he is. It's my fault, in part, that old stuff. But here's where the confidence that came into David's praying. Verse 7, verse 6, Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. David's concern was this, Lord, I got old sin. David's confidence is this, God, you got old mercy. <laughs> I'm going to run that one by you again on this side. Y'all did good, but we're going to bring this. David's concern is, God, I need you, but I got old sin. David's confidence is this, but Lord, I sure am glad you got old mercy. I got news for you. His mercy is older than your sin. His mercy goes back before your sin. Before you ever got here, He had mercy. <laughs> Verse 7. Remember not the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me. He said, Lord, I've got confidence that if you, when you remember me, you're not going to remember me for my old sin, but you're going to remember thee, me according to thy mercy and for thy name's sake. For thy goodness sake. Oh, Lord. His confidence, God, I got old sin, but you got old mercy. What about that new sin? 
Look in verse 11. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. Verse 18. Look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. So, Lord, I got new sin. That's just a concern. I've got new sin. But here's his confidence. Lord, you got new mercy. Are y'all getting that? Lamentations 3.22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Here's David's prayer. Lord, I need God. I need you. Lord, I don't know what to do. I need you. Let that be your prayer this morning. God, I need you. Here's David's concern. But Lord, I don't know if you'll even hear me or help me because I got old sin and I got new sin. But here's David's confidence. But God, I'm glad you have old mercy and you have new mercy. And it's new every morning. And what was in the past is in the past. It's under the blood. And what's in the future and the present it's under the blood too and when I get to tomorrow and there's sin there'll be mercy because of Calvary for my sin I'm going to come to you in my need and believe your word and have confidence don't sit in your pew or your prayer closet or your car Say, well, I'm in trouble, but I can't come to God because why would He hear me? She comes with a pen because truthfully, He ought not hear none of us. But thank God for that old mercy and that new mercy. I sure am grateful for it. She's going to play, let's stand this morning.